0: Welcome to another episode of Pub Sports Talk. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Fitzsimmons. Joining me is the panel, Parker Hackey, Tim Farner, Devin Slate. We got our Super Bowl and end of the year of NFL roundup. We have our offensive, defensive MVPs, Goats of Sports, in honor of Tom Brady and his eighth Super Bowl ring. NHL rankings, NBA roundup and anything else we feel so
1: desired to get into. So let's get it, boys. So happy the whole panel's back this week, baby. It's electric. Noah was real bummed out, but he understood. We'll have to get him on again. No. Yeah, for sure. This, did you say he had eight rings?
0: <laughs> Cut, take two. I knew it, I, and like, I hesitated. I was like, because <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, is he at, so I'm losing count. I think we're all losing count. I mean, let's, we, we should just give him one of the Giants. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not- <laughs> <laughs> hey, so while we're on it, let's just talk about it. Brady, 20 seasons, 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven rings. What the heck? Like, we're watching the GOAT of football. I, I think we can, I think we confirm it. I mean, seven rings, you're in your first year with a brand new team, a brand new style of offense, and you go on the road, win three in a row, technically four. They're the way team, right? They should have been, and they win. I mean, I'm impressed. I didn't think Brady was gonna win a championship this year. We had said it before Fitz, you said it, he was one year away from clicking. I mean, we blinking they're in the Super Bowl and they crushed the Chiefs. Now that defense led them the entire game, but Brady's no slouch. I mean, Honey Badger pissed him off and he and he started picking on him and it was it was a different game and wow, I'm impressed. Thoughts?
0: No, Brady was locked in, you know, and forty three year old Brady, mind you. And I'm going to stick with my guns. Like, I I don't know if I can say I called it, but I definitely knew the Bucs were going to take a while to gel. I didn't see it happening this year. But when they started pulling it together, I think the turning point was really the Minnesota game. And it kind of went down to the wire, but it was a big win. And ever since the Minnesota game, whether that was week 14 or week 15, they really turned the corner. And, like, coming into the playoffs, it was like, oh, shoot, this is the team that we were all scared about. Like, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette is starting to run. Antonio Brown is starting to be a weapon. Gronk is looking five years younger. (laughs) I mean, it it was weird just how it did all come together. Um, Yeah. And, And the fact that Brady's playing this well. At the age he's at. I mean, he he can come back. You know, he's going to try to repeat and try to do what John Elway did, win two in a row. Manning had two Super Bowl appearances late in his career in Denver. I think Brady's going to try to get to the Super Bowl and, and win it again. Daggum.
2: So, the thing that I guess blows my mind is that the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Like, we have saw numerous times throughout the season... That they could be down. I think what was it? It was either twenty-one or they were down by like three or four possessions for from Houston, and came back and won by like two possessions. This was always a team that no matter what, they're going to find the end zone, and it blew my mind that they were held to three field goals. I mean, the defense for Tampa Bay. I know everyone's been raving about them, but it's it's rightfully so. Like you have someone like Brady who won't lose you the game. But their defense won them the game, and Patrick looked out of place, out of sync the whole time. They double teamed Hill, and basically just put the hand the ball in the hands of Kelsey and said, "Hey, you got to make some plays." And he had some big drops. They were just deflated. They came out, and I don't know. I, I just it blew my mind because you the whole year is just very explosive, and so big props to the defense. I think MVP should have been the whole Bucks D-line for just disrupting the whole pattern of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, they knew they were going against a patchwork offensive line for the Chiefs, and <laughs> they exposed the hell out of them. And like you said, Kelsey had just dropped major balls, and it could have changed the game.
0: And he'll drop that touchdown. I feel like that was a, a big momentum swing. And even then, I mean, KC got that fourth and goal stop. You know, huge on the They stopped him, and... You can probably blame Nance for jinxing them. He says any team had a ninety-nine yard drive, Romo, and you know, just drive stalled. But you felt like that was the turning point. Like the Chiefs just got their stop. Mahomes is gonna drive him down the field. And exactly what Tim was saying, yeah, it didn't happen. And some drops and really penalties. I think penalties just killed the Chiefs and Brady just looked laser focused, very Jordan esque. You know, in, in 98, just, I've been here before. I'm going to get it done. It doesn't matter.
3: Really, the takeaway is, like, they're they're working with, like, a makeshift offensive line. They had, like, four starters out that were slated at the beginning of the season. They got, like, Duvernay, uh, Assembly, Schwartz, and Fisher who were, who were all out. So, I would be interested to see how they're going to look next year with a – I mean, they're obviously good enough and took it to the Super Bowl. I mean, could you imagine what they would do with like their starting offensive line? Yeah. Gets lost a lot in the conversation. Tampa knew they could just basically rush four the whole night and just not do anything. Like, they didn't have to really stump all that much. They didn't have to do much at all. All they had to do was get those four and just cause a disruption on a already somewhat injured Mahomes. I think they came out afterwards he was dealing with turf toe or something like that. Uh, so they were working with a patch. Patchwork team, and you know, not taking anything away from the Bucks. Bucks played great,
1: but yeah, totally. I mean, they didn't have their their left tackle all season long because he's he's on the front line. He's doing his pot fighting COVID. It takes all of us, right? Vince Lombardi said so. And then you know, the right side Fisher goes out with that torn Achilles, and Jason Pierre-Paul. I read the stat; he's got more fingers than he has playoff losses. Doesn't have a lot of fingers. Think about it. Pretty impressive. It's pretty
0: well. Yeah, he sacrificed three of them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's talk about penalties. We talked about it. Honestly, I think those penalties, they were obviously penalties, except for maybe one or two kind of soft snowflake penalties. But like the pass interference, the holding, they've done it all season long. They've never been called for it. And now, on the biggest stage, they kept doing what they've been doing, and they finally get busted for it. I think we were texting the group chat, and I said, Evan, if they were calling this two weeks ago, Green Bay would be in the, champ, in the Super Bowl, not Tampa Bay. And unfortunately, the officials decided, hey, we're going to target this call on the Chiefs, and it it worked. I mean, but it was obviously a holding defensive pass interference. I mean, you can't argue against it. It was.
0: I Because I thought it was a really well-called game. Like, I, I don't know where there's complaints about penalty calls. If, if it's the fact that they didn't call it in the Packers game, and now they're calling it, I just think it's a better officiating crew. Because that's it, – it just sets the tone. I think early in the game, them saying, nope, defensive holding – it's kind of like, yeah, you're not doing that today. Like you're, you got to play, and you got to, you can't be grabbing. I, I do P- wish, I do wish they did it in the Packers game, but they didn't.
3: I think there was a few instances of missed false starts. I remember like looking at the game, and especially for the Bucks, I'd be like, "Holy, like, is that not something that we're calling?" I can't yeah. remember exactly the situation, down distance type thing, but there were a few calls that. I mean, obviously things get missed. I think that was just. Added on to the fact that they were already <laughs> – in the first half, Chiefs had already been called for eight for 95 yards,
1: which was like the most ever in the first half of – is that the Super Bowl or – I mean, 11 flags for 120 yards. The Bucks had four flags for 39 yards. Lopsided, but most of them, in my opinion, they were all penalties. Uh, yeah, Devin, I saw a couple of false starts. I'm like, all right, he got off the ball a little bit too quick there. But then they called the – Encroachment on the punt return team by like a face mask, just like an inch of a face mask. He was offsides and he was offsides, but 11 penalties to four penalties. It does swing a game,
2: yeah. Sure. I, I agree with you. I think the penalties go more than just what the yardage says. Like, I guess the only issue I had, I, I agree with Evan to an extent I thought it was a well called game. The issue I had was, um, I think Brady had just got the ball. It was like less than a minute left of going into halftime. And you just saw like three defensive pass interference calls. And they basically just, they're they're essentially just walked to the one yard line. And I think the issue I had with that was the very first call, that kind of snowballed. that I think was to Evans and him and the defensive back kind of got tripped up. And it wasn't really a catchable ball, but there goes what, Twenty plus thirty plus yards right down the field because the, I mean the ball wasn't even catchable, and then you, the announcers are like, "Oh, you can't, you can't even account for the length of him if if he dove for that ball. No, he's not catching that ball. He got tackled. That he,
1: that he got, Brady was yeah, throwing like that got, ball away. That was a yeah, throwaway ball. Are we talking matter. about the
3: one that was headed towards the end zone?
1: Yeah, where it was the yeah, honey badger. Honey badger. I'm sorry. T- that was uh that was uncatchable. <laughs> The uncatchable. They, they collided. They were both looking at the ball. Terrible call.
2: To my point, that put so much more weight on the, the shoulders of the Chiefs more than whatever that yardage was because they went in the half, just got scored on from I don't know how many yards that drive was just out of penalties. I mean, how can you not feel like things are a little against you at that point? So, I thought the rest of the game was pretty well called, but I don't know. My biggest gripe was just that last drive going into the half. I just, I, I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But like I think we've all said the Chiefs lost the game. The Bucks defense won the game. Shout out to Tampa Bay. Everybody that scored for Tampa Bay was not part of that roster last year. All brand new players. Pretty impressive. I mean, we're talking Gronk, Scope, AB, playoff Lenny. Impressive.
0: Yeah, it was interesting that all the guys that scored for Tampa were guys who were not there last season. And Gronk just decided to to play like he was
1: <laughs> yeah, the man like, again. Oh, I know this feeling. Super Bowl, yeah, let me let me ball out. Can we just talk about AB has done everything wrong and he still gets a ring? It doesn't seem fair. I don't know. It's mind-boggling.
2: You know, while we're on the topic, I got to get something on my chest. I cannot stand Playoff Lenny. That is, <laughs> oh my God, that is the most obnoxiously annoying effing nickname I could ever think of. <laughs> it reminds me. Lenny.
1: He did go on Twitter and said it's no longer playoff Lenny, it's Super Bowl champ Lenny. So there you go, He fixed it.
2: It reminds me of like playoff P like Paul George <laughs> like stop, just stop. Playoff Lenny. Oh! oh, it drives me crazy. Okay, I'm better. Now. Uh, if I'm you better. still
3: had a if you still had a Twitter and saw how many people were just like spamming playoff Lenny, you'd you'd probably stroke it out. It was awful. Man. Like you couldn't even get any updates or like you know, hot takes. It was just, playoff lady.
1: One more thing about the game, and I'm just curious. I We texted in the group as well during the Super Bowl. Honey Badger, Brady get into it. Honey Badger run in his mouth. Brady runs it back. Honey Badger gets more in his face. I cannot wait to hear this mic'd up footage. I cannot wait. Because, you know, Tyron Matthew said, if only you heard what Brady said to me. Hey, I hate that excuse. Either... Don't snitch, or actually snitch, like, "Hey, he called me this, or whatever it might be." Don't play the fifty-fifty fence game. And then he deleted the tweet once he found out Brady was miked. So I'm really curious to see how this is going to go. Cannot wait till NFL Films debuts it.
3: Yeah, that that is going to be interesting. I'm uh, very eager to hear Tom Brady like super emotional trash talk. I can't
1: yeah. imagine it good.
0: Well, he's he's kind of dweeby, right? Like he's he, it's not like you're just. You know, it's not like MJ talking trash or or someone or somebody else like Tom Brady. You hear him just talk every day. And it's like he's like the whitest dude ever. All I want to do is he's got
3: no swag.
0: (laughs) He's got no swag. He's just like eating avocado ice cream and like hanging with his kid. It's just like, what is he saying to to the honey badger? Like, I just I want to get him that pissed off.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Tyron Matthews said to him, it obviously pissed Brady off too, though, because Brady picked on him the entire rest of the game. I mean, he was looking at him, look off. I mean, he was playing games with him. He poked the bear. I think one of the New England Patriots teammates kind of tweeted that out like, oh, no, he just poked the bear. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, those were 201 yards, three touchdowns, and just game planned around Honey Badger and said, I'm going to make you look stupid. And he did.
0: Well, I mean, I will say – I, I knocked knock Brady that he's dweeby, but he got that look, and it, it's just the Brady look that he had at Michigan when he won the Orange Bowl at in with New England. It was just like, oh no, like like Brady's about to take this game over, and and he did. I I'm on the Brady train. Uh, I probably had been. I probably forgot myself for a little bit, and, and I'm back on. He he's phenomenal. He's just great to watch.
2: So, wait, are you off the Daniel Jones train or are you still riding that sucker? I think I'm still on that
0: train. I'm still on the Daniel Jones.
3: That thing's going nowhere. Like Daniel better, Jones' baby.
0: caboose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Quick thing about the Super Bowl. Did y'all see the – obviously, you probably saw the streaker, right? Did you hear the story behind that? Apparently, yeah. he $50,000 on a prop bet that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. Uh, and it was like plus 750 odds. And he was the streaker, cost him $1,000 to get out of jail, and he net profited
2: $374,000. That is brilliant. Good for him. My question is, (laughs) was this betting legal or illegal?
3: Now, if there are some betting sharks after him, now I don't know. (laughs) And I don't, I mean, I'm sure that's one of those things where you're like, man, I don't, I really don't want anybody to know
1: that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and then now it's all over social media. So. Hey, talk about a ride or die, though. He had a, he had another guy with him that yeah <laughs> was the diversion so he could go streaking. He was the decoy so that he could actually get out on the field. Better split that, that winnings with him. That's all I'm saying. That's a ride or die, bro. Yeah, I'm Hey, let's get him on the pod. Don't know their name. Let's get him on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we got to ask a lot of questions. Goats of all sports here. I'm okay to say Brady's to go to football. I know there's Brady haters out there, but seven rings, ten Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. He's second all time passing, and he's given a season and a half. He'll catch Breeze. Brady's my lock for NFL. What's your Well, I,
3: mean, I, I don't think there's really a dispute, and because like the only person that's passed got him in like passing yards is Breeze, and obviously he doesn't amount to to Brady.
2: Yeah,
1: but I don't, I can't think of anybody in the NFL like offensively. Or defense, I mean, go, great greatest of all time.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's I think defensively is even harder because you still you don't get those awards as easily. And I don't know, I would still say it's great. Yeah, not that time to really think about the defense so
0: I think the only one you could make a case for is Jerry Rice, just because by the numbers he he probably set. He probably set the NFL record for NFL records, <laughs> like he he is the you know two decades and just played 100 miles per hour and and all the Super Bowls with the Niners. But even even then, it's Brady's. I mean, you can't. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. I think it's Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, it's hard to argue against that that claim. So basically, someone was like, "Hey, Brady has done a Super Bowl in both." AFC and NFC, the first ever do it. And I was like like quarterback. And I was like, Huh. I, I don't know. Have, can you guys think of anyone who changed who flopped divisions and won the Super Bowl in both? Any quarterback at least? Manning, nope, both AFC. No. Nope. Yeah. I couldn't think of any. And I and, and that kind of set in and I was like, Man, to set aside all the rings and championships he has, like to be able to just conquer both divisions. Like, definitively, it's like, damn, like he's the common denominator. It's him. And so it's, it's just hard to argue against that claim. Yeah. It's got to be Brady. People were talking about
1: Mahomes like trying to chase Brady in goat status. And they're like, well, this game proved it all. He'll never catch him. Let's not forget, I I don't want to write Mahomes off yet, but he scrambled for 500 yards either because of sacks or getting pressured. He did everything he could. So I just, I just want to throw that out there. I've seen a lot on social media like, Mahomes is not as good as we thought we were. He was he scrambled for 500 plus yard or almost 500 yards, save running for his life. So jury's still out. Maybe he can catch a Brady. I think uh-huh. he's
3: probably the closest. I mean, he's definitely a gamer, and I mean, what second like year in the league, and he's already been two Super Bowls. Like he keeps it up, I mean he's he's gonna have the best chance. Yeah. But I think the head to head matchup is like the, the the determining factor. I really don't.
0: Well, I thought he had, I thought he was about to make two of the best throws in Super Bowl history. He had the one rolling to his left by in time and throws a dart to the back left corner. I forget who, who got under it, but it was like they were just a step out of bounds, but they like snagged it one handed. I was like, wait, was that a touchdown? And it was was Pringle, right? I think so. I think so. And then like the next play was that, and you've seen on social media is throwing it like, Peter LaFleur or um, White White, White Goodman, Goodman in dodgeball I don't know how he got that ball up and it hits the guy in the face it was like jeez like <laughs> it was like I would have just incredible I would have just lost my mind if I was him yeah
3: like I throw a ball like that somebody better put I don't care if it's an interception just
1: somebody better get their hands on it
3: because that's the best ball that I've ever thrown in my life you better catch
1: it <laughs> All our young listeners out there, play multiple sports. Mahomes is a baseball player. That was a baseball shortstop throw right there. Catch on the dive and throwing. Go play multiple sports. Don't just specialize.
2: Also, side note, shout out to Alex Rawlison. He hit me with this. Brady, well, Patrick Mahomes has only lost in the postseason twice, and both were to Brady. Mm. So it's not bad to lose to the GOAT. I mean, if you're going to lose... I guess losing to the GOAT isn't so bad, so shout-out oh. to you, Alex. We got Alex that? dropping facts. Fat facts, Alex. I like it. NBA,
1: we've had this debate before. MJ, that's my GOAT. Count the rings. Count what he's done. MJ's my GOAT.
3: I think of all the sports, that one's like the still to be determined. I don't think that there's any other sport that I'm like, there's not a definitive. Maybe MLB, but that's that's a whole
1: different. Type of thing
3: I think I think You still gotta see how some of these careers play
1: out Especially like LeBron's Yeah Yeah that's That's for sure I'm just saying right now
0: I think it's Jordan For NBA And, and I mean that's a whole LeBron Versus MJ But
1: Yeah we can spend hours on that
0: We can spend hours on that
2: I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Kevin Dur- No I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I were going
1: Jordan for sure I thought you were gonna go KG for a second did realize you are gonna go KD. They're going KD. Is possible.
2: That's
1: right. Boxing, Ali, Tyson, Holyfield. I gotta go Ali though. Float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. I mean, he put boxing back on the map. Yeah, Tyson kind of brought it to the popular culture, the forefront of of the '90s and stuff. But I gotta go Ali. Uh, Ali. Yeah, I think First, it's
0: I I think it's Ali and jumping ahead of Devin. You know, you mentioned baseball. I think. Babe Ruth as cliche as that sounds. I think it's I think it's Babe Ruth for baseball. I think it's Ali for boxing for the same reason. They are the face of that sport.
3: Yeah, I think the Mike Tyson argument's not really not really even valid. Ali obviously he could outmatch anybody in pure power. And he had the fastest hands. I mean, and obviously his defense was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, he had the showmanship for it. I should mention two other names. I wouldn't do him justice. Mayweather, Pacquiao. Also on some of the most all-time winning lists as well.
2: Yeah, you got to go with Ali. I mean, what? not even considering what he had to go through and what he did out of the ring, just in the ring, was just a whole nother planet than some of those fighters. So, yeah, Ali for sure. Hockey. There's one name that always comes to mind for me. It's Gretzky.
1: Gretzky. Responsible for 2,857 points. Played 1,400 plus games. That's my goat of hockey. Yep. We got a hockey town kid on the show, though a Detroit Red Wings fan, he might have something to say with it.
2: Oh, I agree with you, Parker. It's, it doesn't matter where you were or what team you pulled for. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those understood things. kind of like, well, I guess Jordan's a little still up for debate, but it's just Gretzky, like the go to hockey. My brother would argue Peter Forsberg, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gotta be Gretzky all the way.
1: Golf. Big golf show, big hockey show. I can go Jack. Tiger catches him. Yeah. I mean, if Tiger catches him, then we're up for debate. But Jack also didn't have the off the course issues as well. So, oh, we're going to play that game. Wow. This is my goat. That's all I'm saying. I don't hate your take. I
0: I hate the off the field stuff. But I think if Tiger passes Nicholas, he's without question. Right now, it's a Jordan. I think it's a Jordan MJ debate or a Jordan LeBron debate.
3: Yeah,
1: I would actually have to
2: agree with that. 100%. Tiger, taga. Woods, y'all.
1: <laughs> Baseball, we've talked about it a little bit. Fitz, you're saying Babe Ruth.
0: I don't know if I believe that, but he, he's the face of the sport.
1: This one's really tough for me. The Cincinnati side of me wants to say Pete Rose, all time leader in hits. Love the way he played. Not in the Hall of Fame, though. Off the field issues. Okay, I'll play this card too. Uh, I'm going to go Jackie Robinson just what he had to deal with off the field and obviously what he'd done in the diamond. Phenomenal. I'm actually going to say Willie Mays. Mm.
3: Probably baseball's, baseball's most well-rounded player of all time. Pretty sure he's like second in like defensive abilities from the outfield from like a sabermetric standpoint. And then he also had 660 home runs. So, he, I mean, he
2: could do it all. it's for you, Evan. Barry Bonds. No, no, I'm just kidding. Just- <laughs> you stay to your guns, damn it, Tim. <laughs> I wanted to see Evan get riled up. Uh, I got to agree with Parker. I mean, for me, I'm not a big baseball guy, but it's hard to pick a more revolutionary moment for the sport and for really the world to see what he did. So, yeah, I got to go Jackie. Yeah. And you can throw think-
1: in Hank Aaron as well.
0: Yep, I was oh, going to yeah. say, you can say Hank. I think for the babe... It was just that he changed the game. It is from small ball, he was the first guy to just go. I'm just gonna kill it. Like I'm just gonna swing for the fences every time. And it's what we've seen. It's what we see now. A hundred years later. That's where the Babe's legacy. You know, did he play against the best competition? You can have that debate. But but he changed the game to what it is today.
3: Hey, a little tidbit on baseball. Do you see they're changing the baseball, the actual ball? changing something inside of it because uh, the, they're tired of the home run dilemma that they're having.
1: What's the dilemma? There's too many. <laughs> too many? There's not enough, damn it. Pub Sports Talk cannot wait till we our Pro League Baseball League started. Steroids. We're going to give them a Nerf baseball. Let's do it.
3: I'm not sure I agree with the call, but,
1: um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Baseball's getting soft.
2: Yeah, I can't think of a more inept organization than the MLB. <laughs> Let KBL take them over. Let's go. Really? Yeah. Uh, Football, soccer. This
1: one, really hot over in Europe, Spain, everywhere you go, it's hot. Probably minus here in America. I'm going to go an old dog. I'm going to go Pele, the Brazilian.
3: Yeah, I don't know anything about soccer, but I know that if you bring up Pele, people are like, oh, yeah, Pele. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the one. And then I think it's probably – Followed up by the Ronaldo and uh, who's the other cat?
0: Messi. Messi. Yeah, I mean Pele is the face of the sport, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi is the debate, and and people will go to war for their guy. (laughs) I'll take Pele, and then uh, second place just to make people mad. I'll actually take Ronaldo over Messi. It's
2: cool. I'm taking Messi over Ronaldo, so. Sorry. Him had no dog in fight. He was going opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You got me, <laughs> bastard.
1: I'm, I'm going to go Olympics. I'm going to go Phelps. I know I hurt Fitz feelings a little bit right there, but I'm going to go Phelps. Just based off medals. I don't hate it. And mine's Bolt,
0: clearly. The triple-triple, three golds in three Olympic years. It won't be done again. It sucks that he had a teammate on his relay get tested and got PED. So, technically... He only has eight medals, but clearly they could have put anybody in that relay and Bolt was going to get a gold. So that's my guy.
3: For me, it's uh, Pyrrhus Demas out of Greece, the uh, Olympic weightlifter. I just always really appreciated him and the weightlifting community is also pretty high on that guy. So that's just who I pick. That's the sport that I like to watch the most
0: at the Olympic.
2: I got to go with Phelps. And, and Evan, so you like Bolt even though he's a cheater.
0: He didn't cheat. His teammate did.
2: But if he didn't cheat, then would they have taken his gold away?
0: Because he's part
2: of a relay team. And you don't think he had any idea that he was doped up?
0: No, I don't. I don't think he did.
1: Dude, don't go down this road. He Fitz might go to a real dark place. You're talking his childhood idol. <laughs> All right. I don't think he did. <laughs> Women's sports in general, I don't think it's fair just to give them one goat. And Mount Rushmore, maybe. Uh, this one's... A little tough just because they don't get as much publicity as male sports and, and let that you know you can have debates listeners among yourselves you know you want to dm us and talk about that's it, fine because it's definitely inequality in sports but male sports bring more money in we go all day about this i'm gonna give one i'm gonna give one star us mia ham for the u.s soccer team i mean she's well known in the 90s you know, she wins the World Cup for the ladies uh, U.S. Olympic or uh, national team. I mean, Mia Hamm was the face of soccer in America, not just women's soccer, but soccer in in general in the '90s and early
0: 2000s. I like that. I like that take. And Mia Hamm's really paved the way, I think, for how we view U.S. soccer, women's hope soccer solos over over, over the men's team. I feel like we we care more about women's soccer than men. So that's the one outlier sport. We just gotta
1: pay them more than our men's because our men's team is garbage, the trash.
0: Yeah. I think they should have pro soccer, pro women's soccer here, but that's a whole other conversation.
1: I watched Um, that.
0: But mine is, it has to be Serena Williams. In 2017, she did pass uh, whoever that German lady was with 22 majors and Serena got her 23. I remember because Jordan, he dropped like some Serena Williams shoes because she got her 23rd major. (laughs) <laughs> which was pretty cool but yeah, now serena clearly the goat she's still playing australian open she got a chance to win make it 24
2: yeah evan stole mine i you know when you don't really know much about a sport but all you see is like the dominant presence of just one athlete and then you kind of dig into a little deeper and you just see him thrashing like, pretty much every opponent for years i mean it's it's hard to argue against serena um she's a beast She's straight beast mode on people and she's still killing it. So the goat. Yeah. Hey, Lindsey Vaughn.
3: I think she's got like eighty something victories, uh, which is like twenty more than like the nearest person. Uh she's dominated pretty much the whole time. And she's uh one of the only a few women that's won races in like all five
1: disciplines. She's she's a beast. Absolutely, hands down. We got another duo from the Olympics, beach volleyball, Misty May, Wash Jennings. I mean, three gold medals, a bronze. They dominated beach volleyball. They made me want to go play. I suck at volleyball, but I was like, they are amazing to watch. I want to go play.
0: That's Uh, a solid
1: one. Yeah, they're a package duo on Mount Rushmore there. I've got to have them together.
3: They used to hit absolute cannons. I remember watching them and I'm like, there's no way I'd be able to even touch that thing. Not a
0: chance. Honorable mention, Allison Felix, track runner. So again, Tokyo Games got postponed because of COVID. So it should be this summer. We'll see. But Allison Felix, if she has a showing, I think she's in the conversation. But she has to have like a couple golds and silver, this one. And she might be the best female track athlete.
1: Candace Parker, WNBA legend. Got to throw her in there. Maria Sharapova. Sharapova. You can no. hear her just scream <laughs> for miles. <laughs> the ball. Billie Jean King. Ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. A good callback. thing is, they don't, even,
0: they don't even deserve... To pick up Serena Williams' tennis balls.
1: Bro, they're not even close. To it was Serena. a different style of tennis back in the day. It was different. Uh, <laughs> tennis. Did, did we mention uh, Lisa Leslie? Oh, Lisa Leslie. That's a great one. Or or Diana Taurasi. Annika Patrick. NASCAR. <laughs> breaking barriers. <laughs> Uh, Abby Douglas, U.S. gymnastics, made a killing Simone on the Biles. Simone Biles. That's probably a more famous one. Simone Biles. We should do a whole show on women's sports. There's some great stories in there. Tennis, which I think we all kind of agree, it's probably Serena in our books. What about men? Men's tennis? No, yeah, no. men's tennis. Because
0: right now, this is oh, gonna my. This is going to be my sport for after NFL. And right now, Australian Open's going on. So as we're talking about goats, I didn't really realize this. Right now, there are three goats in men's tennis, and they are duking it out. Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. And right now, Federer and Nadal are tied with 20 majors all time. And Djokovic is right there behind him with 17. And the people behind them are like way behind. Sampras, Pete Sampras had 14 when he finished, there's a few guys with like 11, 10. There's a bunch of guys with like seven or eight majors. So Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic have doubled pretty much everyone in the field, and they're just duking it out. So it's really between those three, and it it's TBD. I think it's to be determined. Just a tidbit, if you want to watch the Australian Open, the finals is February 21st. Federer opted out because of COVID, but who's number one? Djokovic, and who's number two? Nadal. So hopefully that's the final. Nadal has more Australian opens than anybody. So you got to pull for Nadal, but you definitely want to see those two duke it out.
1: Ooh. Any more goats that we missed out on? Any other sports? Pro wrestling. Let's do it. Nature Boy. Woo! <laughs> Taker. Give me Taker. Nature Boy all the way. Greensboro, North Carolina, baby, used to put on down here in the Southeast. 16 time world champ. Limousine run.
3: Talk to the Wearing, diamond ring wearing kids stealing woo, wheeling dealing limousine right, jet flag son of a gun and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators <laughs> down oh
1: gosh alright that's it for our goat top. <laughs> wrapping up NFL season everybody else coming out with their awards Pub, we're coming out with our awards. Offensive Player of the Year, Andrew Price. You wanted to know, we're delivering the goods to you.
0: Aaron Rodgers, easy done. I'm
1: actually going with Derrick Henry. What do I go with?
2: <laughs> uh, FTP. We're going Derrick Henry.
1: You guys are out of your mind.
2: <laughs> you know what?
1: I've been adopting this. This organization, this family all season long. I'm going Josh Allen leading the Buffalo Bills. Offensive MVP. Y'all are out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry played this year, and Who we absolutely stats? we obliterated Derrick Henry. <laughs> he just he sat on the sideline and the coach was just looking <sighs> at him like, what did we do wrong? No contest. I'm
1: just trolling. I, I got to go Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. I've got to do it. NFL Defensive Player of the Year. You're this an, one. If you pick anything
3: other than Aaron Donald. Because if it's TJ Watt, and- they play, and you're trying to compare stats, you got to realize that Aaron Donald plays defensive tackle and almost had the same stats as a defensive man. And Aaron Donald's getting double teamed pretty much
1: every single play.
2: You're preaching yeah. in the choir, brother. Yeah. And Aaron Donald. Literally doesn't take a playoff. He plays the entire game. Dude,
1: he's a tank. Yeah,
0: I don't mind that. I like Aaron Donald.
1: Yeah, I, I think the NFL got it, got it right. You can't compare defensive end to tackle. You can't compare being double-teamed, let alone on island, with a tackle. Like, come on. TJ Watt's a hell of a player. I'd love to have him on the Bengals. I think any team would love to have him, but Aaron Donald, yeah, his stats, untouchable.
3: I'm not knocking TJ. I mean, he had a hell of a season, but like, when you have – the next closest after them, I couldn't even tell you. But like they're comparing Donald and TJ and it's like that's apples to oranges, really.
1: I'm mm-hmm. Gonna throw you for a loop here. Special teams player of the year putting on for the brand. Young Hoku for the Atlanta yeah. Falcons.
0: I think he had more points than anybody. If only he could have kicked the game winner against Casey, then then it'd be no question. But him missing that kick doesn't do well on this debate. But I'll I'll lock it in.
2: And say Koo.
1: Who is mine as well. I wanted to say Scuba just off of what he did Sunday, but honestly, looking at the whole season, you gotta go give it to Koo.
2: I'm going Jack Fox, punter for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's who you had to look up? <laughs> I was trying to figure out his stats, but he <laughs> kicks bombs. He kicks piss missiles to the sky. And he inspires me <laughs> to wake up every morning.
3: Sure, we'll go with Koo. Or, or the Lions guy. It does doesn't right. matter. <laughs> Someone's
1: not down for the brand on this pub.
3: Hey, I was I was part of the brand. I was an actual function of a brand.
1: That's right. Long snapper for life, baby. That's right. Dustin Hopkins also led the league in stats for special teams, for kicking, for Washington football team. Going to be honest, had no idea who he was. Coach of the year. Bruce Arians. I agree. BA, I mean, he broke down barriers. All three of his major coordinators are African-American. He had two full-time women. As coaches, just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, he's doing something special down there.
2: Rivera got to do it. I I mean, I like that as well. I really do too. The actual ish storm he's been dealing with for the Washington organization, plus all of his personal things going on, and he was somehow managed to scrap together that team that was competing in the playoff spot. Like, hats off to him for sure.
0: I like. Actually, I like that. I like Rivera. I might take the Bills coach. Sean McDermott.
2: McDermott, baby.
1: Yeah, Sean's a good I pick.
0: It stinks they couldn't beat KC, but they had a really – they probably had the best – one of the best seasons out of any team.
1: Yeah. The AFC should be worried about next year for the Bills. They were a sleeper this year. I think next year they're even more hungry. I'm, I I want to see what that team does. NFL comeback player of the year. I think I know all our votes here, but got to ask it. Honestly, the only one I think of is Alex. So. Yeah, Alex Smith for me almost died
0: i think it has to be
1: yeah yeah nfl rookie of the year i'm not gonna break down offense defense straight up rookie of the year i'm gonna go with chase young solid it's so
3: tough
2: i'm torn i gotta go uh (laughs) give me herbert to be able to jump into a position like he has at his level and play with almost the best of them in his rookie season, it's pretty impressive. So, I just hope he carries it forward into his sophomore year.
0: I'll take Justin Jefferson. I'm pretty sure he beat one of Randy Moss's rookie records. It might have been yards. Yeah, he's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Who actually won it? Uh, Air Bear. Yeah, and I, I got to go Air Bear too. Broke records. Jefferson obviously broke records as well. To step into a quarterback role as a rookie, the way he did 15 minutes before kickoff, hey, sorry, Dr. Puncher Tyron Taylor's lung. You're in, homeboy. I give props to to Air Bear.
2: It would be Joey B if he had an ACL, but he's coming back. Shout out to Calvin Johnson for getting to the Hall of Fame. Yo, Megatron, baby. Shout out. Good Hall of Fame class. My
1: boy. Yeah, Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Lynch. Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Studs all around this Hall of Fame class against any other class. Seven on seven. Run it back. Let's go. (laughs) That'd be awesome. <laughs> A true Hall of Fame game. I hate throwing ducks to Calvin. <laughs> hell, I've been needing this my whole career. I'm coming out of retirement now. Uh, now we just need the Lions to actually pay Calvin Johnson so you get rid of that curse.
2: Yeah, I think Sheila's going to do the right thing. Yo, Martha, F Martha.
1: <laughs> All right, got two Pub Sports Talk awards here, just unique to the pub. How the hell award, take that however you want, in the DA award. My, what the hell award. Already alluded to earlier in the episode, AB, Antonio Brown, like what the hell? How does he get a ring? He did everything wrong. That's my what the hell award for the NFL 2020-21 season. Hot
0: take: AB next season gonna have his career best season. That's He's gonna neat. top top all his stats. I
3: hey, think since it's so fresh on my mind, I think the DA award's got to go to the guy that dropped that absolute dime of an underhanded throw from Mahomes. That's that's the only one I can come to terms with, to think, you dumbass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I felt for the Tampa Bay's offensive lineman. Technically, the defensive lineman they put in the game, and he dropped the wide-open one right in his face
2: mask.
3: Oh, yeah. Felt for him. Whoever had a prop bet on that was
1: mad. <laughs> Livid.
2: <laughs> Parker, who's the Cincinnati's head coach? Cincinnati Bengals? Zach Taylor. Yeah. Sign him up. Yeah, he gets, he gets my DA award for basically crucifying... Uh, Burrow, just putting his ACLs up for sacrifice. You gotta gotta change something there. You can't just let your franchise quarterback just literally drop back 50 times a game and just get
1: beaten. Yep. Go ahead and add the Brown family in there as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. throw them in there.
1: How Uh, the hell did
3: the Browns get so good?
2: Ooh. What the hell awarded the Browns? I like it. What the hell to the Ravens offense? I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what, what what happened to Lamar, man? The first half of the season, he was just throwing ducks out there.
3: Listen, you can't dog anybody's offense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh,
1: uh, they got they got some they got some shit they got to work on. No doubt, my D awards going to Billy O. and Texans, getting rid of D Hop and probably Deshaun Watson now because of. Billy Oates, Stooge. That's my DA award.
0: My DA and what the hell. I didn't think I'd have to relive this, but it's got to be Kevin King for me. Just letting Tampa Bay score with seven seconds and no timeouts by just busted coverage. He can probably throw in defensive coordinator Mike Patton in there, but it's pretty bad. Pretty terrible.
2: Another what the hell award would be Bill O'Brien trading D-hop for a water cooler. And David Johnson.
1: <laughs> Makes no sense.
2: I, I haven't met any Texas fans,
1: but I know they're pissed. All right, that's going to do it for our roundup in our NFL seasons. Andrew Price also wants to know our way-too-early Super Bowl prediction for next year. That's a lot of brain power. Chiefs, Bucks, run it back. I'm with you. Tony Romo hinted at it. We know he's a time traveler. I'm, I'm going the same thing, Slate.
3: Yeah, I mean, you get Mahomes with a fully furnished offensive line. And then obviously Brady's just going to do Brady
2: shit and- Lions Raiders Okay,
0: <laughs> <Damn. laughs> I think it's Bucks I think they repeat question is who do they beat I'm going to take the Ravens I, I think they they find their way
3: Listen I'm pissed at the Ravens we just, had, we just cut our long snapper He's been there like 14 years He's been like a 10 year pro bowler It's tough
2: What are you guys
1: doing over there? I don't know Uh, One sleeper to make the Super Bowl. I'm going Bills. Tim's used his sleepers already. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm going to go Bills-Rams as my deep sleeper. We're talking sleepers now? Mm -hmm.
0: Rams, Matty Stafford. Verse. I think think they got a chance. Browns.
3: I was going to actually say the Browns, but I couldn't figure out who the NFC opponent would be. That would be a sleeper. That's already a pretty tough division to get
0: through.
3: I mean, maybe Green Bay is considered a sleeper. Not, I mean, not really. But
0: I, I'm so worried for the Packers. They <laughs> they're on the downfall.
1: Rams, Dolphins. <laughs> I take that 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 pick's more believable than your first pick. What? <laughs> you bastard! Panthers, Bengals. Well, Big
3: cat fight. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs>
1: all right we're all bimbly, bimbly. <laughs> dumbest sports podcast around I swear uh, that's it for our roundup that's it for NFL season it was a hell of a season I know we're gonna get through it I really didn't think we we're gonna get through it but baby it took all of us and we all did it shout out to NFL we got a Super Bowl can't wait for next season NHL power rankings now let's, get let's it. do it Slate, you want to take it?
3: I can. All right, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm slacking on the games watching, but I'm, I'm staying up on it. Like I'm, I'm keeping up with the tabs. Who's who's hot? Who's not? As far as power rankings go, I mean, I think I think you'd be an idiot not to say that the Bruins are are number one right now. Uh, Pasternak came back and started scoring a ton of goals. So, and they were already winning games without him. So, right now they're kind of in the lead. I think. Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Montreal all kind of right there in the two, three, four spot, and then the Hurricanes with Sveshnikov are actually uh, coming back. Sveshnikov is about to make his uh, breakout season, I think. So watch them uh, start storming up, and then the last rest of the list: Avalanche kind of having a few injuries, the Knights kind of dropping off just a little bit, but uh, Mark Stone is on pace for almost ninety points in fifty-six games. So. Uh, He's actually he's actually a stud. Panthers, Caps, and then I'd say number ten is probably the Blues. Solid,
1: solid.
2: I watched the Canes Lightning game the other night. You know, I was pulling for the Canes. Canes ended up winning overtime. By the way, of course, after I go to sleep. But what I was more impressed with was, I guess, the overall team of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They, I think, I was looking. Um, Their point differential is like plus 17 for all of of their games. And the thing that was impressive was that there was a lot of... The Hurricanes had a lot of um, penalty opportunities, so like power plays. And Tampa is just like, even a man down, they just shut them down and they were so efficient. It's scary. Like, they're a good squad. I'm surprised we squeaked that one out. But Tampa Bay, they're scoring a lot of points and they're not letting people get in their net so they're looking like an early favorite to me
3: from everything i've heard that there's like absolutely no weaknesses on that roster and then like uh what's the guy's name uh kusharov i think that's how you pronounce it i mean just electric on offense i mean he's a he's a he's a free
1: uh my power rings i gotta go canadians i think they just they're just playing so hot right now they're playing so well uh, Lightning at number two, so much talent. I'd be shocked if they don't repeat as champions. Three, Boston Bruins. They're hot right now. I know I had the caps in my top five, but injuries are setting them back. Same thing with Avalanche. Injuries are hurting them. At number four, I'm going Canes. They're just playing hot. They're winning games they're not supposed to win right now, and it's showing off. It's proven they're a damn good team. They're annoying on defense to face, and Stahl is leading these boys in with the puck in the net. And then number five, I'm going to go Leafs. Good old Toronto. Going to go the Maple Leafs. Hey,
3: Austin Matthews
1: may be able to score 50 goals in 56 games. Uh, We're going to be real impressed if he's able to accomplish that feat.
3: Not a lot of people think he's going to do it, but he'll make it
1: interesting. Got to find that prop bet. Let's put some money on it.
2: Hey, not a bad prop bet. I feel like Devin would be a a Vegas Knights fan. I don't want to get that vibe.
3: You know... Initially, I did think that, but there's just something about them. Something about them, I do like. Is it the COVID?
1: Because they have a lot
3: of that. Uh, I don't like COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with my Vegas school. Maybe it's because they're based out of Vegas. I don't know. I feel like Vegas people really can't appreciate a good hockey team. Uh,
2: that's fair. Fired. Dude, Devin, why don't you pick up the uh, Seattle Kraken? Kraken! Yeah, the Seattle Krakens, dude. You wouldn't even be a bandwagon. You'd be a OG fan. Have they even started? <laughs> I think they're. Is it twenty-two? They're coming. They do sick jersey. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get their jersey because it looks so cool.
3: Yeah, you know what? That, that may be the team. Maybe I just need to take a, a year to learn the game and just learn overall knowledge, and then I could be a Seattle Kraken Yeah.
2: Yeah. Think of it like your rookie year, and you're sitting the bench right now. You know.
3: I think that's what we'll do. I think that's I think that's the goal. Trying to pond right now. Just because yeah.
2: hockey jerseys are cool. Yo, hockey jerseys are awesome. They're The so most comfortable
1: jersey too. ever. Yeah.
3: I've been trying to figure out which jersey I want to get. I really, I really am hoping that somebody, like one of our fans, just tells me who to get. Because I just don't even know. Like I mean, you get Gretzky, but then you're like the guy that wears the Gretzky jersey to every hockey game.
2: I just have. Mine doesn't have a name on the back. It's just like the actual team jersey. So, if you don't want to go like an individual, you could always just get a team one. Listeners, you heard that. Give Slate
1: a team to root for, send them a jersey. Hint, hint, wink, wink. All I'm saying, don't wait till we're like big time. Then I'm already going to have my team picked out. Yeah. So, do it now. You better let Devin know what team to pull for by buying him a jersey and some other swag. Otherwise, he's a cracking for
2: life. Um,
3: I think I'm jumping on. I think think that's going to be the team. I didn't even think about them.
2: I don't know if you're jumping on so much as you're like, you're starting the engine, you know? You're pushing them off. Yeah. You're getting them off.
1: The Krakens. You're you're getting the Krakens (laughs) off. (laughs) You're cracking off. (laughs) Cracking off with the Krakens. (laughs) (laughs) Love sports after dark, baby. Here we go. (laughs) All right, smooth transition here. NBA, power rankings, NBA talk, anything yet?
0: got. Who's worse, the Wolves or the Pistons?
1: Pistons don't want won back-to-back games yet, so I'm going Pistons. I'm just going to say
0: this now. Carl Anthony Towns, I have a feeling he's going somewhere this offseason. He's going to be like everyone's trying to make their big three. I feel like Cat is going to be the next piece of a big three.
3: Hmm. I haven't watched a single second of NBA. Too busy with hockey, man.
0: I'm gonna get on it. NFL is finally over. I I'll be our NBA and tennis correspondent. I just haven't I haven't dove deep enough into the basketball waters yet.
1: I just know the Clippers have lost this week or two out of three, and so Utah Jazz are in that two spot for the West right now. Lakers, Jazz, then Clips. 76ers still handling business out in the East, and Tim, Pistons, That's rough, brother.
2: Yeah, the, the whole city of Detroit in the sports realm is, uh, hasn't been doing too hot last couple of years here. Yeah. You got Motor City, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, they you only your boys to the promised land. The 90s, we peaked in the 90s, dude. We had the Red Wings blazing Stanley Cups. We had the Bad Boys, and then you know, the Lions were actually making... No, they Plans. weren't making playoff appearance. I mean, now look at us. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, you guys are on the up and up. We already uh, talked yeah. about NFL, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. We That can be another segment for another time, but I'm pretty stoked about what we're doing. One
1: thing we didn't talk about with the Super Bowl, I really hate to bring this up. I really do. Like, it doesn't bring joy to me at all. But, boys, it's hot in here for one of us. I got the sweats. NFL playoff pick'ems came to a close. Three left standing, one left eating some hot sauce here.
3: I don't mind doing it, and I can I can put a personalized guarantee that I'm not gonna finish halfway through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't have another fail video. The pub can't go back to back fail videos. Oh I'm oh man. I'm gonna do this. I'm not worried about it. Not at all set up a date and time that's coming listeners i promise you i've got the hot sauce it's ready to go we just got to figure a time for you know me and devin get together all four of us maybe i'll send it to him whatever it might be but we'll date and time to be announced it's happening though and it was a hell of a playoffs and it was fun to watch it was close you know tim and devin you were right there neck and neck predicted the score just a little off compared to what tim did and, and I was one game ahead of you and Fitz ran away with that then worth the three points, but really close playoff race at the end.
3: I got to ask, are we doing like, all right, so in the hot one show, they just do like a
1: dab. Uh, yeah, that's all we're going to do. Just a dab. Okay. Get your chicken wing dab in there. Go to town. There's oh, some I'll levels. See. There's some good flavors. Oh, I'm going to give an in-depth
3: analysis of the flavor.
1: I can't wait. This is going to be fun. So maybe, maybe we find a week and all four of us can get together, grill out, make some wings. And set up a camera and do this thing. But video coming to YouTube soon. We'll let you know, listeners, when it happens. Hey,
3: I, I'm gonna say this: if you give me a question that is, it takes you a minute and a half or two minutes to to even ask the question, I'm gonna start ripping some heads off.
0: Oh, I got I got three questions locked and loaded, and you nope, have to explain it. and you have to think very deeply.
3: I promise you, I'm not gonna think <laughs> or explain very deeply. <laughs>
2: Is the deal that we ask Devin questions and then he has to answer, what happens if he gets them wrong? He takes another dab?
3: Oh, I was just like,
2: no, whoa, we're not <laughs> I don't know how this works.
1: No, it's like an interview. You just made that 20 times better though, Tim. I'm kind of behind that <laughs> for next time, not this time, but, oh, man. Yeah, so we're just going to ask him, you know, I think I have seven hot sauces, so we'll ask him two each. Fitz will get three. You know, just put him on the hot seat, whatever it might be. And while he's answering, he's eating, right? We won't make him think too much unless, I guess, it's fits. He's already locked and loaded with his three. This is going to be fun, boys. Good boys weekend, maybe out in the cabin somewhere, having a good time, put on for the pub, and hopefully Devin's got some milk next to him.
3: No milk.
2: You need a, you need a gallon of whole milk.
3: I've heard it doesn't
2: help. What about heavy cream?
3: I, all I'm going to have beside me is... A nice, cool Bud Light and an ice water. Mm. <laughs> no milk. I've, I've only heard that it just
1: upsets the stomach even more. We got Matt's football picks coming in right about now.
4: Hello, it's uh. Matt again, coming to you live from London. And I'm just going to give you a quick round-up of the Premier League and just a little look forward towards Champions League and then a little chat about greatest of all times as well. Well, some people I think were the greatest of all times. Um, so, yeah. So, where should we start? And it has, well, has to be Anfield, where Liverpool have lost their f- third league game in a row. This is the first time this has happened since 1963. <laughs> That's quite some time ago, you know. And how did it happen? Well... It was 1-1 at half-time and the game was relatively balanced. Um, Man City did miss a penalty and Mo Salah did score his, but going into the second half, Liverpool goalkeeper Alisson had an absolute nightmare. While trying to play the ball out from the back, he pl- instead of passing straight to the Liverpool players, he played it straight to the Man City players and they capitalised on those two massive mistakes, giving, them, giving City a 3-1 lead. And Phil Foden sealed the victory when... There was a nice ball played right across the Liverpool's defence. Phil Foden cut in onto his left foot and just smacked it, and it just went top top netting of the of the goal, absolute cracking and finish. And yeah, and where's this where's this result leave these two teams? Well, Manchester City are cruising at the top now, absolutely cruising. It is you could say it's their league to lose now already, um, and Liverpool pretty much out of the title race. And well, a lot would need to happen for them to even support Champions League football for next season they're really struggling and they and what you know made Liverpool so good over the years over recent years under Klopp is their home form and that's literally falling apart now and without their home form Liverpool are really going to struggle and next we'll move on to Old Trafford where inconsistent United this fuller fell apart again in the 95th minute when Dominic Calver scored a goal to equalise uh, for, for Everton. Result, the game ended 3-3-all. Um, you know, and it's, it just shows how inconsistent Manchester United have been. You know, they beat Southampton 9-0. They lost to Sheffield United 2-1 and here they were 2-0 up. And it was 2-0. And then they were 3-2 up. And they ended 3-2. It, it just shows that they're, they're struggling for consistency. You know, they're still getting wins here and they're still getting a draw. But that's not enough for them to keep up with Man City. Because really, if they want to keep up with Man City and challenge them for the the league, they have to beat Everton. They have to be beating. They have to win every single game at home. And they're just not doing that, really. It just shows how inconsistent they are. And for Everton, well, this is an absolute big boost for them. And they look like with a couple of games in hand, they could really genuinely finish above their big city rivals, Liverpool. And that would be huge. And that will be massive for Everton fans. That would be huge. And finally, let's go for a quick round-up of the Premier League. So Spurs be struggling West Brom 2-0. To put them to extend their form a little bit better, really. The Spurs have been struggling recently. And beating West Brom for them is expected. It's just a nice, easy win for them. Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea continued to do well as they beat Sheffield United 1-2-1 one, one, and Arsenal continued to have poor away form as they lost 1-0 to Aston Villa and finally Leeds beat Palace uh, 2-0 and the other games in the Premier League weren't that exciting really per se. Anyway, looking forward to the next week we have the Champions League the first leg of the last 16 round. so the last 16 for those who aren't aware is the last 16 best teams in Europe and the Champions League actually has all the best teams in Europe enter and there's a group stage and then we're into the knockout stage now where this is the last 16 where it's played over two legs which is uh, a game at you know you play say Juventus and PSG they'll play at PSG then they'll play Juventus that's sort of how it works and we have four of the first eight games of the first leg uh, coming up so the the, uh, first game is RB Leipzig versus uh, Liverpool and I think I'd be like to, I've got to win this. They're having a decent season in the Bundesliga. And as I mentioned, Liverpool earlier are just in woefully out of form. Um, and the Leipzig are always a pretty good side. Um, so yeah, I think Leipzig will win that. second game uh, coming up is in the Champions League is a huge game. Huge, huge, huge game. <laughs> it is Barcelona versus PSG. This is Neymar against his former club. Um, this is absolutely massive game for PSG. PSG have dominated the French League and yet still haven't won a Champions League. They finished uh, they were, they finished the runners-up last year. They, they got, got beat in the final. And this will be a huge test for them to go to the Camp Nou. Um, I think Barcelona probably will win. Um, yeah, I just think they're a better side, really. And Barcelona's manager is just better than Riccio Pochettino, really, personally. Moving on to Sevilla-Dortmund. Um, both teams aren't having the best domestic seasons in their league. Sevilla are fourth in um, La Liga. Dortmund are actually quite struggling in the Bundesliga. Um, and just on the basis of the game being played in Sevilla, I will going to say Sevilla favourites. favourites. Um, Dortmund obviously do have a good track record record in Europe. And they also, of course they have Erling Haaland, who is their wonder kid striker, who will do damage at some point. Um, but I think Sevilla are just... A, just look like their better yeah, side at the moment. I'm moving into the final game. Porto Juventus. But this is a potential upset here. Porto, Porto are normally quite a decent Champions League team. They usually have a good run. Um, way back in 2004, they actually won it. They won the whole competition with Jose Mourinho. Um, you know, which is pretty good for them, to be fair. Just, you know, from Portugal, They're not the biggest clubs in Europe, so... However, they're going to be against Juventus and they're going to have to play against Ronaldo <laughs> and they're going to have to play against some of the some cracking players that Juventus have. Um, despite Juventus like literally dominating Serie A, I mean, dominating, they have won Serie A nine times in the last nine years. You know, that is pure domination. They, have, they haven't they have won the Champions League since 96. Come run us up a few times, but I still... I think Juventus should have enough and do have enough to beat Porto across this league in this game. And I think um, this could be like a 3-1 Juventus. But I could see Porto sneaking a first win and then put Juventus beat him in the second leg. And finally, shall we get into you know some of the greatest of all times? I think we should. So my first name I'll drop is someone <laughs> I'll be amazed if any of you have ever heard of. <laughs> His name, a little man called Sachin Tendulkar. An Indian batsman, um, and generally one of the greatest cricketers of all time. probably the greatest, definitely the greatest cricketer of all time. He has scored the most international runs of all time. Runs is when you hit the ball and you run and then you try and hit the ball for six and what have you. So yeah, he's genuinely brilliant. Um he, I mean like some you know, when we talk about like Tom Brady, like just give him a like a level above Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady's like treated as the greatest greatest of all time. Sachin Tendulkar is, like, treated as a god. You know, he's worshipped in India. Like, literally worshipped. Um, and that's incredible. That's unbelievable. Just to, like, give you an insight on how, like, big he is. Um, every time, like, Sachin Tendulkar wants to go to, like, the shopping centre or mall, like, if he has to go to the mall, they have to close the mall because it would be unsafe if he was there with, lo- with the public there because the public would literally fight each other to get towards him. It is... Mind boggling how crazy they are for him, so yeah. I put Sachin to up there, honestly, a brilliant player. Another little name as well Lewis Hamilton, um, seven time world champ- champion, Formula One world champion, most Formula One wins, most pole positions. Um, he's obviously equating the record for the most world champions uh, alongside Michael Schumacher, but this time next year he will be eighth time world champion, that is for sure, and yeah, he he will be he will go down as one of the greatest full drivers of all time. And then finally, um, Roger Federer, uh, not sure if you guys mentioned him already, but 20 grand slams. He's still winning at a sport. That's like known to be hard on your body at the age of 39. That's incredibly impressive. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a few names in there as well. So there we go. That's a little roundup and, uh, go well.
1: Don't know, no, but you boys, I'm going to put some money on this week, premier league, I trust Matt. He's from that area. He's from Europe, England. Matt, you got my full faith. You got my wallet with you now. I'm putting money on your picks. No pressure here.
3: Hey, I already uh, found my soccer analyst. So anytime, anytime we're going to get all those guys head to
1: head. I'm game. Matt might be a weird one because it's like one o'clock over there when we record this or like midnight, but he said he's down. So this is going to be electric. It's electric. Speaking of electric Pure Spectrum CBD Best supplements out there You need to take it Tell you what Pulled my hip flexor this week Run some routes With the young guys Put some salve on there Black label stuff Felt phenomenal the next day Took my uh, oil During the night In the morning Doubled up on that sucker I feel great man You can't go wrong With Pure Spectrum CBD Use our code Pub20 Get 20% off All the products you don't want to miss out on it. Trust us on that. They dropped their prices. They're lower than ever because they cut out the middleman. Guys, pure spectrum CBD.com, use code pub 20, get 20% off. Random question.
3: What's the worst food experience that you've ever
1: had? I have a feeling I know what years is going to be here in a couple of weeks.
3: I promise it won't trump the one that I'm going to tell oh.
2: I'll tell you, it was Arby's. I was a young gun and I wasn't feeling Arby's. Mom brought home a bag of what it was, ham sandwiches or whatever. <laughs> I wasn't about it. Believe it or not guys, I was a very picky eater when I was a child. I'm a complete opposite now, but my mother basically force fed me Arby's and I didn't want it. And so I <laughs> I just threw it up. I was like, I'm not doing this. So I just yakked in the trash can. And then I just walked up to my room and just head under my blanket. And to this day, I can't eat Arby's. So, you're welcome.
1: The only one I can think of, I guess is not that bad in grand scheme of things, but so in playoffs, every, you know, we had to travel far. We'd leave school early. We'd leave before lunch in high school. And we stopped at Golden Corral for a playoff game. We were allowed one meat, one grain, a glass of water. We went to a buffet. We went to Golden Corral. Pretty much like half a plate. That's all you're allowed. I was so mad. All this delicious food around me. And I just have to eat like, I think it was like roast beef too. It was gross. Mashed potatoes and water. So angry. So awful. Yeah.
0: Talk about teas. I guess mine would be, I don't really have a bad experience. Uh, Not that I can remember like with a restaurant. I'm sure I've had them. I remember going to a McAllister's Deli. I I had my order ready to go. Chicken sandwich on a croissant croissant with mac and cheese. And they said, we're out of mac and cheese. And I was like, ah, you know, maybe I can, I can probably substitute. I'm very flexible. Like maybe I can substitute, get potato salad. I said, "Uh, and what to drink? I said, sweet tea. And they're like, we're out of tea. And I just walked out. I was just like, I'm not (laughs) like, like, you know, mac and cheese is one thing, but out of mac and sweet tea. I was just like, what kind of business is this? I left. Just walked out.
3: I've been there. Happened to me this past weekend. We went to this place called Earl's in Winston. Ended up sitting there for two hours before they even gave us our food. And I, like, it got to the point where I was just like, dude, I just want the ticket for my drinks and I will go to cookout. Please don't bring me my food. But that's not my story. This actually happened about a month ago. Went to winter place up there in West Virginia great spot snowboarding starving after you know after a day on the mountain we go to this little place in Ghent West Virginia called Zappers there's nothing really near us we had a little cabin up there nothing at all and it's like this little pizza place and you walk in and it it looks like they converted like a flea market into a pizza place and you know I go in there and I try to Think of the safest thing to get because pizza is just what I wasn't feeling. Pizza. I get a Philly cheese steak. Takes them about an hour to get everything ready. Get back to the cabin, starving, just ready to eat. I uh, open up my Philly cheese steak, and number one, it's soaking wet. I mean, bread soaked through. Cheese was just like, it was like a slab that just had concreted onto the bread and the meat looked like if you've ever had a dog that ate like wet food and you have like super chunky, it looked like they had just basically poured dog food on my Philly cheese. And so, but you know, I was like, you know, looks are deceiving, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I bite into it and you know, like Philly cheesesteak is not like, it's a pretty savory meal. It's kind of salty, you know, you got cheese, meat, bread, mayonnaise, if you're into that. So I bite into it and it's sweet. I mean like a definite sweet. Like almost like a, like a very, very low-grade barbecue sauce. Sweet. So I bite into it and it's already wet and I'm just like, what is that sauce? I mean, I just I couldn't eat. I bought, I bit like three bites into it and I was done with it. It was the nastiest food I've ever eaten and I don't know what the hell it even was. So that is my worst food experience. It was nasty. I, like, I don't, I typically don't retch, but I was just like kind of sitting there gagging trying to eat that thing.
2: Nasty. Zappers. Sounds like you got a helping of the old mystery meat there.
3: I definitely think that. I, I, I do not know. Well, here, here's what really threw me off. Like we had to wait in the restaurant, there's nowhere else to go. Um, and we thought it'd be like a quick meal. Were, there was nobody in there, no, nothing going on. They were standing around. I saw them initially put my Philly cheesesteak on the grill, right? Then about, you know, five, 10 minutes fast, and I see one of the associates, like walk up to what I'm assuming was the manager, and be like, does that look right? And they tossed it. This happened two other times, and then they finally gave us our food, and, you know, took it home. It was disgusting. I, I'm pretty sure they just ran out of steak. But, yeah, never again. Never again. That's rough. It was It was nasty. It was, I'm pretty sure it was dog food.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, just slap some dog
3: food on there. you will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to know the difference.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Don't go there, West Virginia fans. Yeah. Don't go there at all. All right. Have a hell of a weekend. Pour a cold one up. Like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. We're blowing up. Listeners going up every week. Instagram followers going up every week. We appreciate the hell of you guys. Thank you guys so much. We're having a blast doing this. And whenever we get a chance to do this full time, boys, this will be a lot of fun. But right now, weekly, having tons of fun. Here's to you all. Cold one. Pour it up. Have a hell of a weekend.
3: Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya.